0: on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. We're back, baby. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 15 of The Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Groschaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday evening?
1: I'm chilling, you know. The the line's lost again, so that's a little disheartening. But other than that, I'm doing pretty all right. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, if you couldn't tell, if the listeners couldn't tell, uh, the old roadcaster is back. We're back to our normal audio sound and normal j- just... We're back, and I'm so thankful because this thing makes my job so much easier. It makes it sound, I think, ten times better. Hopefully, you guys do as well. And she's back in my possession. And First thing I did, take her out of the box, give her a giant hug because I missed her oh so dearly. Uh, But, hey, happy Halloween to the folks out there, if you are listening, on release day because Halloween is here. And, unfortunately, I don't know about you, Chase, but... I have not really been able to get into the spirit because there's not really any Halloween decorations over here at our place. Don't really want to spend the money to get them. Haven't really been watching any scary movies. And then when I came back to Michigan this weekend, I didn't even get to see Tilson street. So I am just not feeling the Halloween spirit right now.
1: Yeah. You should have ended up going last night. That's a shame that you didn't. um, Because that that definitely would have helped at least a little bit, but I'm not super like Halloweeny this year. It's really not. Just doesn't really feel quite that way, but I definitely am more than you are like i, I still feel in the spirit a bit still watch a couple of spooky movies you know i've I've watched the the great michael myers um when it becomes october youtube video you know um so th- th- those always help me get in the mood, but you know I, I feel sorry that you feel that way
0: I mean, how great could last night have been? I mean there's probably less costumes last night than there were Friday night
1: I mean, maybe, but you know it is is what it is.
0: All right, well, on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, going to be looking at our California road trip as it came to an end. We are going to be talking about the Anaheim game uh, because we won. But, I mean, if we didn't win, why we wouldn't be talking about it because you guys have known the outcome since the last episode. But, you know, with a win, we might as well talk about it. Yeah, so might as well bring it up. We'll do that. And then after the commercial break, going to be looking at some news around the league um, and then also take a look at a – young star in the making uh who has been lighting up the chl so let's first talk about the bolts chase our road trip comes to an end and we know the la kings game didn't really go well for us however when we faced off against the anaheim ducks it did winning this one four to two
1: yeah you know definitely uh a little bit better outcome this time but you know, it, it was it was a good recovery. I I thought from from you know the the original tough start to the road trip, but good good to kind of go back in, in your back to back game and end up coming out with a nice win. Um, you know, it, it was quite a while ago, so I know you guys have probably not necessarily forgot about it, but you moved on from it. But nonetheless, it was still good to see the guys like Nick Paul Ray, and Hangle get a little more involved. Um, you know, they're they nice depth pieces for us. They're guys that play a good something on a roll and um, it's good to see them get going.
0: Yeah. And special teams helped a lot in this game. One for three on the power play and then two for two on the penalty kill. Things you like to see. And we go over to our game against the San Jose Sharks and this one a little bit closer than expected. But Nikita Kucherov coming in clutch within the last minute of the game.
1: Yeah, that, that was huge. He, you know, he, he had a solid game for sure. And i getting first out of the game for a reason, but it definitely was closer it's really all things to Eric Carlson. I mean, he's been playing fantastic start the year. On a very bad Sharks team, Eric Carlson is really a shining light. I really hope we see him get traded this year somewhere that can, you know, take on like San as Jose'd as be able to retain half his cap. Somewhere else that could take on the rest of that cap. It would be great because he still has a lot, a lot of hockey in him. He's looking kind of like his old self again. And it showed that way in this game. I ended up getting his his fifth and sixth goals of the year. He really played strong, but our Tampa Lightning, we played a little bit better. We came out on top. Uh, it was a good game for Kucherov, as we mentioned. Uh, he had, had the game-winning goal, of course, um, but he, he was all over the ice, just really making a good impact.
0: Absolutely, and the one thing that we talked about in the last show was faceoff percentage, absolutely horrid. Like I, I talked about how I didn't think we actually won inside the face-off dot uh, over the whole span of a game this season. This one we do get it done. Fifty-five percent uh, face-offs for us, so we finally get that edge, and you know it helped us. When you have puck possession, it's easier to score goals, and the face-off percentage helps us there. So, luckily, yep. we're able to capitalize there. Yep. All right, Chase. Let's now talk about one game coming up. That'll be on Tuesday, November first. That's us hosting the Ottawa Senators. The Sens sitting at 4-4, four and four, however, on a two-game losing streak. This is a team with a lot of young players that do have some promise.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a solid roster, and I, I think they'll, they'll give us a decent run. You know, they'll, they'll put up a good effort, but at the end of the day, we're the Tampa Lightning. They're the Ottawa Senators. That, that's about all you need to know. It's going to be you – know, I, I like watching Drake Madison play. I, I like watching Tim Schultz play. I, I like watching Brady Kachok play. I like watching Thomas Chabot play. So it, it's, it's going to be an entertaining game, I think. I think it should be a pretty good battle. But again, I, I most games this year, I'm going to be picking our lightning to come out on top, and this is no different.
0: Yeah, and I think the huge gap here is in goaltending because I mean, the offensive side they've got a lot of talented players and added the likes of DeBrinket and Giroux. But when you look, at the, to be honest. Yeah, but when you look <laughs> at the goalies, like it's not close. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, we know he's one of the top goalies in the world, if not the number one goalie in the world. And then on their side, they've got Forsberg and Halberg. Two guys that, you know, performing solid so far this year. But when you look at their overall track record, like, there's no comparison whatsoever.
1: Right, yeah. It, 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 it's, 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 it's just different galaxies.
0: Yeah. So, uh, expect a win in that one. And then, if that's the case, we go to 6-4. and four. We'd love to see that. Chase, what was it? Was it two years ago where it took Tampa, like, 20 games to hit that overtime loss? Uh, Mark, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: It was weird. And uh, right now, through nine games, all games have finished, um, all losses at least have finished in regulation, and then um, wins, you know, that just ends up in the win column. So it's going to be interesting to see how long we can keep a goose egg there at the back. Um, now, if we can keep that a zero and just keep adding to the win column, i yes. would love to see that. But yes. if, it, we're, if we're yeah, adding to it, it, the losses, that's going to stink.
1: Yeah, yeah. If if we gotta add any losses anywhere, they might as well be in that extra category. I'd have no problem adding to that, you know, adding to that zero number if it means we don't add
0: to the second number in the, in that category. Absolutely. All right, Chase. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break. But on the other side of the commercial break, talking about some news around the league. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just five dollars on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Tampa's first matchup is on Tuesday, October 11th, versus the New York Rangers, and you know who I'm betting on in that one. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring this show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings sportsbook. All right, Chase. Let's now talk about the Global Series as we are heading to Finland.
1: Yes, we are. Uh, so this week, uh, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday—I don't know for sure, but I know it's for sure. Friday and Saturday, um, we got the Colorado Avalanche and the Columbus Blue Jackets heading over to Finland. Going to play the—you the, know—I think it's the first time the Global Series going to be playing in Finland for the regular season. So it's cool for, for the Blue Jackets there. They have Line in. He's he's a Finn. He's the GM. You know, he's the first finished GM in NHL history. So that's so pretty pretty cool for his team to be able to do that. It'll be a good time. It'll, it'll let us watch some daytime hockey. You know, we got we a 2 p.m. game. It, it's it's going to be perfect. So you know, if you're at home, if you're at work, and you can throw it on, you can just throw it on NHL Network, watch a little bit of daytime hockey.
0: Going to be an exciting one for sure. Next up, we'll talk about Sean Couturier as, unfortunately, Luck did not bounce his way early on in the season. He's going to be out for a couple months.
1: Yeah, three to four. I uh, just had a back surgery, so that's, that's a tough blow. It's a tough blow for that Flyers team. Um, you know, they started the season playing a little bit above expectations, but it's all going to keep you know coming down because they're really not a super talented roster. Um, and losing Matuidi, that's definitely not going to help your case.
0: Yeah, and definitely not. And from a team that we dislike heavily, and the Flyers, we'll talk about another team we dislike heavily. That being the New York Islanders, as Josh Bailey, he hits that thousand game mark. That's, that's
1: a funny way to say that. another team we don't like, but Josh Bailey hitting the thousand game mark. That, that's just that's just that's <laughs> a funny way to word that. But well, anyway, we don't like him, do we? <laughs> it's hats off to Josh Bailey. though. That's an incredible feat to, to play thousand games in that league. It's, it's you know it's still a rare category. There are more and more people are being able to hit that number because there's more games in the season. Guys are staying healthier playing longer but it's still an incredible feat nonetheless. So hats off to Josh Bailey. It's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. And that's nothing against Couturier or Bailey. It's all about the team. Strictly right. about the team and how we dislike them. That's fair. Uh, speaking of teams we dislike, I mean, it's it's slowly building for me. I can't lie. As the Arizona Coyotes, we know about their situation. And while uh, we recently got a glimpse at their locker room, as well as the away team's locker room, at their new facilities, and, I mean, it's it's hard not to dislike them for what a shit situation they put themselves in.
1: Dude, it's it's frustrating because, like, you, you only, just you, even if you to go to the HL Arena in Tucson, like, they've got better facilities than that. Like, you're, you're just setting up your home in a way, locker room, um, just, like, in a public setting. Just, you're throwing up, like, the curtains just to block it off. Like, it, it's, it's terrible. It, it's really frustrating. I can't believe that NHL teams are – going to that rink and having to do that this year it's a bit of a shame but i do have to say of all this mess the one thing i do like about this bad situation is at least they have a student section for the arizona state fans or the university students and the student section might be able to get going pretty good a couple times this year so at least they have that going i'll give them that one compliment but this is a really bad black eye on on this team this this arena this the league it just it, it's bad
0: yeah, and I think I read that they've got an away um, locker room in the works, and it should be ready by, like, December time, I think I read. Um, but, I mean, as of now, like, this is just a disgrace that, you know, just a couple curtains, you know, <laughs> That's, yeah. who's I, that like, protecting?
1: I, I don't get how you don't put it up. Because, like, even, like my, like, my team, we built our locker room in legitimately a week. Like, I don't know how you don't get that done before the season.
0: Yeah, and you were very upset about the guy who did the work, so...
1: No, but still, you got it done in a week. Exactly.
0: So, like, yeah. a, a team with, you know, NHL caliber, um, with everything. Funds. Yeah, you should be able to get that done.
1: Yeah, that's it, it's shocking.
0: All right, well, let's talk about Michael Misa now. Uh, we've, I believe we've talked about him at least once on the Bolts broadcast.
1: We definitely talked about him at least when he got exceptional status.
0: Yeah, so Michael Misa, the newest exceptional status over in the OHL playing for the Saginaw Spirit. You tend to think he's a legit player, eh?
1: Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie. When um, when he got the exceptional status, I was, I was doubting it a bit. I never I'd never seen the kid play before. It was just solely based off of numbers and all that stuff. You know, ba- based on the numbers, he had a solid regular season. But what really got him the exceptional status was he went to beat Connor McDavid's OHL Cup record, which is very impressive. Don't don't get me wrong, but you know his his triple A season, 43 points in 27 games as you know, like a 14 year old. That's that's still very good. But we've also seen people put up some better stats and not get it. Well, it doesn't matter because right now, Michael Mesa, through twelve games, he has nine goals, six assists, fifteen points. He leads the OHL in goal scored right now. He's the league's leading goal scorer as a fifteen year old. Doesn't turn sixteen till February. he's just he's playing incredible. He's on team one of Team Canada's U um, seventeen rosters. You know, he's probably gonna play for them in the U18s. He's got, you know, real chance to get looks at the U20s in next season. Like this, this kids legit. The 2025 draft class it's already starting off real nice with Michael Visa.
0: Yeah, I mean, you love to see it and like you said, as a 15-year-old kid, I mean players that, you know, are, are top 10 picks don't come in and take the league by storm like he is right now. So, uh very excited for him. I'm trying to look at some other exceptional players and not necessarily expe- exceptional player status, but you know guys that have a very promising career. So I'm looking at Connor Bedard right now, and in his rookie year, he, oh a hundred through 62 games, so he-, he had a pretty decent one.
1: Yeah, so so that that's a that's a little different, um, because that was as a 16 year old. So he played, um, I think it was like 15 games the previous year because of COVID. They had a, had a super, He got the exceptional status. They had a super shortened season, so he was able to play in a few games um like that year, but it was it wasn't a full season long, so that was technically his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then the next year was his like second year. But even in that rookie year, like, like he had twenty eight points through 15 games. Like that that's just it's stupid. Uh it, it's that like he he's one of a kind. Connor Redard really is as great as Michael Misa is Connor one of a kind.
0: Yeah, and uh, now I'm pulling up uh, another one-of-a-kind, that being Connor McDavid, his rookie year. 66 points through 63 games. So, you know, over a point per game, but didn't blow anything out of the water. Michael Misa currently on track to go over a point per game and scoring at a better rate currently than McDavid did when he was a rookie.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And if you want to talk about two more exceptional guys that are worth the conversation, so Shane Wright, he didn't beat Conor McDavid's numbers, but he was on pace to beat him. I don't have the exact numbers right in front of me because so I'm looking at a different guy, but he was on pace to beat Conor McDavid's numbers. But like the the best exceptional status player, um, like because I mean, Bedard would have been if he would have played a full season. He, he probably would have beat these numbers, but it was, it's in the WHL, so it's a little different. But John Navarro, when he was a legitimate 14-year-old, because he's a September birthday, so he was a freaking legitimate child when he was playing in the OHL. Put up seventy seven points in his exceptional status year.
0: Yeah, not a bad little player yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, no. He he was
1: all right. He played four years in the OHL before he was even drafted. That that that's just how good this, this guy was.
0: Absolutely wild. Well, Michael Misa, definitely a player to keep an eye on. Chase, we got one more thing to talk about. Not necessarily hockey related. So if you're only here for the hockey, uh, you know, just skip to hockey name of the day. But we are gonna talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Chase. Both and I, both you and I, uh, big fans of the game so far. We both got it as it released and having a lot of fun. However, Activision is not having so much fun because they have some legal issues right now.
1: Yeah, th- th- this is just really funny though like it's having to three-three maps now. Like, I, can't, I can't believe it. But um, so there, there's been a bit of a licensing 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 wow easy for me to say issue um, with with Activision, any word, whoever it might be, and. Um, and these locations that they're using for maps. So they have three maps in the game that are based off actual locations. And apparently they never got the um, proper licenses to actually use these in in the game, but they went ahead and made them anyway. And now, you know, they're facing lawsuits. One of the maps is already pulled out of the game. The other two might get pulled out of the game here coming up soon. Uh, So it's it's a bit of a train wreck um, to what has otherwise been a pretty good launch for the game. I think the gameplay is a lot of fun, but the maps have been a little bit of a mess. And now to add that, you know, three of the better maps are all being taken out at stuff.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I feel like there might have been a change over at Infinity Ward because back in Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2019, they had Piccadilly, which is, like, a huge location in the UK. And I don't know, like, what the actual, it's like something square. Uh, I don't know what it's actually called, but Piccadilly was a map that can, Just go, you can go travel to it, basically. Um, And they were completely fine with that. And then also, they had simple stuff, like the barracks, like leaderboards, stuff like that. And they're just missing that in this game. So, although I think this game is phenomenal when it comes to the actual gameplay, like, there's just simple stuff that's being missed and not getting licensings. Like, that is horrendous.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's definitely real bad.
0: There's got to be some change that happened over the past couple of years where, you know, some of the, the newer employees haven't been able to hold up their end of the bargain when it comes to that type of stuff. But Oh, for sure. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to go to a hockey name of the day now. End this bad boy off with Miko Yortika or Yortika. I'm going to go Yortika.
1: Miko Jurtika, ah. so you know you're pr- pretty much either you can say it either way and you're gonna be fine. Okay, but yeah, like I got honestly with with, with this with these Finnish teams, like you're you're pretty much like right, like you're walking down like this like the dividing line of, of the two of the pronunciations. Like if you say it like that, you're you're fine. But anyways, Miko, uh, he's a 30 year old former defenseman um, from Finland. He does not play anymore. I found these awesome stats for him. He played 18 games in a low level U18 league had one assist uh, and 14 value minutes. So not much for stats, not a name that we're really going to hear again anytime soon, but his place of birth, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this for you, and then I'm going to spell it for you so you can understand why I'm having trouble pronouncing it. So he's born in Finland, but the city is Uusikaupunki. It's U-U-S-I-K-A-U-P-U-N-K-I.
0: Hmm.
1: The W, just you, not that's a not the letter W. It's two
0: U's. Yes. To start the word, huh? I can see why you're having a uh, problem with that.
1: It, it it looks like a it looks like a headache trying to read it.
0: Maybe, maybe that should have been. We should do Hockey City of the name. There we go. At,
1: at that, that, that's that's good.
0: Because that's a. Uh... Oh my, no, no, we shouldn't do that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I've
1: got some great Russian cities I can do for you. Like, yeah, the hemic. If you looked at that, you would be like, huh?
0: As long as you do, like, Moscow. I'm I'm cool. No, with
1: that. no, I'm no, cool. we're, we're going some deep cuts.
0: <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it with the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro.
1: Yeah, as always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, at Bolts Broadcast, you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at Hockey Podnet. Why you're at it? Go follow WNP on Twitter. WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. We're going to get rolling again. We had to take a little bit break because of the roadcaster issues. Uh, but we're, we're going to be rolling again. So that, that's going to be exciting. So make sure to check us out. Uh, but make sure to the Hockey Network.com. You can find all the podcasts at network right there. Boom. Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, you can rate us five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. We'd appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for draftings.
0: Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.